Sauce! What up, world? It's Savon here with the Black Elephant World Podcast. And thank y'all for tuning in and checking out the episode today. So, basically, if I had to break down this episode into three segments, I'd say segment number one is the segment where we talk about music, we talk about vibes, we talk about the passion, the energy, we talk about what goes into making records, what goes into making records today, and timelessness in music. The second segment... That's all Keaton. It's kind of a cathartic moment for him. He tells a story about a man and his dog. And uh, yeah, if you got the stomach for it, it's it's quite a story. Third segment, we kind of start talking about what's going on with Elon Musk and the SEC and, and what could be going on on a grander scale, a more sinister scale perhaps, in terms of why he may be getting removed and if it serves any other agenda. And we also talk about some censorship stuff and shit like that. Now, quick note though, this episode, there are some small audio synchronicities or, or uh, you know, idiosyncrasies. That's the word I was looking for. So there's a couple moments right at the beginning where there's some uh, hum from the microphone, but we did the best we could to get that out of there. And there's a moment when you can hear the shower in the background for a little bit. So that is all very brief, but wanted to touch on it, you know, because quality is of the utmost importance for us here at the Black Elephant World. So anyway, that's a real quick and dirty overview. We hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for checking in. Peace and blessings to y'all, man. Enjoy the show. Rocking, man. We fucking rocking. Yeah, we're recording. We are. Uh, Back good. once again. Uh, in the yo. Um, hey, there go my girlfriend. What's up, Ricky? Hey, Ricky, hey. ain't you driving or getting groceries and shit? How are you hey, on the Instagram? Hey. Yeah, I still appreciate it, though. Um, right, we, we, we going live. We going motherfucking live. Yeah. What up, Everybody. y'all? Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all need to um, fuck around and get y'all interaction up. Because uh, we need some activity. Little... We need uh, pages liked, um, pictures <laughs> liked. We need all that shit. Because Sneaky with the shameless plugs. I love real it. Real shit. The motherfucking Instagram self. algorithms are working against real niggas. Uh, I, I wouldn't even argue that, though, bro. I, I would, say, bro. Now, obviously, you put way more up on, on, on the Instagram, but it's like I've done my fair share of research on it, bro, and it seemed like they formula is a, um, it's a formula, bro. You know, you put some shit up, they expose it to about 15%, 20% of your audience, depending on how that shit do, they either give you more credit or they reduce your credit that, for the next I, post. I think, <laughs> I think that's, that's, how this, that's literally how it works, bro. They don't yeah, feel I mean, like enough it, people engage. Right, they it, show it to fewer and fewer and fewer kind, and fewer people, It's kind of like a merit-based system where your followers um give you merit and then like the next post they fuck around like if if, if they're not fucking with it I, I just don't like it because i don't like the way that one it's not in chronological order um from posts i that that to me kind of disturbs me because i'll slide down my timeline and i'll see a post that was posted three days ago yeah. and i'm like dude for one, if I wanted to see this post, I'd go to my, my nigga page. And if I didn't catch it in the act, yeah. then shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it it needs to go to the explore page after that. You know what I'm saying? Rather than pull up on my timeline. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, 
what can we really expect from the people over Facebook, though? You know yeah. it's all supposed to be a way for them to more easily distort the reality of things. So yeah, it's like, yeah. and it took me months after they made that change to realize, oh, shit. Because I wasn't looking at the dates on anything because I just assumed this shit is older, this right. shit newer. Right. You know, and this is like a year or so, you know what I'm saying, when yeah, this change happened. Exactly. But when I really realized <laughs> it, I felt that way, too. I feel like I was in Black Mirror. I was like, damn. So how is it that the top was from... Four five days ago, and this shit down here was from ten minutes ago. I was like, Bro, "Oh shit!" They, they, uh, I mean, it, it's just like to me, it's just whack Duh. shit because the people who Secondary. are on gonna, the people who are on top stay on top, and that's just how it is. Um, and and I think I feel like they just don't give that that opportunity, like for people who may have may or may not have good good, good content you know what i'm saying yeah. but it's, it's literally just based off of how many people like like literally you could have a good post but if nobody sees it in that initial step and in like 30 niggas don't like it within five minutes then that yeah. shit's going all the way down to the bottom yeah but i think that's like that's almost where i feel it's just it's not even that it's it is it's a, a bell game. curve it, it definitely is, but I think that's where it's like there's certain just little-ass strategies that it's just like, all right, if whatever is like being put up ain't working, then I feel like yeah, you, you gotta almost got to like delete all of that yeah. shit, pull back, and then just like reestablish it again with the most consistency and just like really – because it's, it's, it's the thing as well, man. It's like it's a thousand motherfuckers a day deciding like yo i'm trying to get my instagram popping yeah you know what i mean so it's like all of this is also feeding into the algorithm so it's just like how does one deliver truly unique uh content that is also genuine and not just looking like oh i'm trying to just put post up so that people can see my post you know and blah 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 because yeah, it's like it's yeah, not yeah. enough just to have high quality image yeah you know no, what I'm saying? it's not enough to have a witty caption it's not enough to already have a lot of followers like right, none of that right. shit is enough anymore so i feel like really where where the difference maker comes in is how many people who are prominent and active in the instagram community interact back with you yeah, it's almost yeah, no, less definitely. about the people who like just like the shit right. but the other you uh, instagram like, influencers pages if they like your shit you're more likely to get onto the explore, explore page, page. yeah you yeah, know, other yeah. people it's like social proof like oh it, it's just a funny funny thing man because you know like i don't really post anything that's not just like you mm -hmm. know in the story shit content you yeah. know um and and i'm and it's like even as i sit back and i'm plotting you know what i think is gonna be how i do it i'm still just like you know hey if it if it pop it pop if it don't hey you know at yeah. least at least there was a, a strategy behind it. my but, strategy is to get that inner like that story like you said, like the story shit is 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 basically the domain where you can kind of build interaction. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you get more views on your stories than you will on a post um, in certain instances. Uh, just because people will be watching a story and then it'll just scroll over to the next page. And, yeah. you know, if they watch like I think like five seconds of it, that that counts as a view. Mm. So <clears throat> so it's like you got to attack the story first and build up that interaction and yeah. then build it up yeah. to where, yeah, then start now flooding with the post. Oh, exactly. this shit's still here two days after the Exactly, fact. exactly. Yeah. But it's it's funny. It kind of uh, goes to the fucking Kanye shit where, I don't know if you've seen it, but he posted like, oh, you know, on Twitter, he said, we need to get rid of likes and and uh, retweets and followers and shit. And we had that I don't conversation think that's a good already. idea. I don't think that's a good idea. Um because then it just takes away it takes away the value of having a popular page 
and 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 it it it, it kind of to me it kind of it doesn't give away for potential advertisers or, or investors to see your activity. Okay, so you mean it from that that aspect? Yeah, of it. In it, from a financial aspect, from okay. like a social, a sociological and like societal aspect. I mean, it might be cool or whatever because people just aren't going to be focused on approval and mm-hmm. shit. But either way, you will be able to see your own analytics. So it's going to serve the same purpose whether everybody else sees it or whether you only see it. I disagree. I disagree on that from the fact that, well, one, I think I definitely feel you on the side of like, okay, well, how does a business make a decision on like, all right, we want to have this person sponsor, we want to sponsor this individual to showcase our products or do this, then a third. Mm-hmm. But I'd, uh, I'd wager that potentially what they could do is simply like, let's just like how we, I, I'd argue that most people don't have a business account, even though they're like, oh, I'm trying to get my IG popping this, then a third, right, right, this is right. not even a business account. So I'd argue like, what if though, uh, before I get to the second point, it was able so that like there were super business accounts almost where it's like a Nike, you know, I want you verified at a certain level, mm-hmm. then maybe you had the ability upon request almost, let's say, that you could almost just send a request to let's say your page to get the back end data to see what your numbers are in the system, even though they're not public. And then once that is shown or known, then that person can maybe make the decision. But then once again, how do they decide, you know, just out the gate that this the person we want to reach right, out to right. this without just looking but I think that even if you did that you might make it so that they would not move so much off of what the numbers say but off of what they feel by looking at a page yeah, and looking yeah. like yo do we like the vibe do we like this person how they speak do we like this that and third so fuck it hell yeah because now that there is that endorsement now you're just opening up the floodgates but at the same time it's like how much money do these things generate a person's page versus them already just paying Instagram to put their advertisement in between people's posts in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the major benefit to it would just simply be the fact that, and it's almost like at the same time, as I'm saying it, it you have to change the person. We can't change yeah. the thing itself. People are going to find another way, just like if, if colorism went away, people would start judging each other on their noses. They would judge yeah. each other on the size <laughs> of their feet. You know what I'm saying? The, the way that they yeah, hear was kind of like that so, uniform shit in school where everybody has a uniform and they they feel like it'll cancel out bullying because you're not going to be joining on a nigga's shoes no more but yeah. then it's just like <laughs> now the bullying gets focused onto something that's way more way personal, more personal. exactly yeah. like damn nigga like damn you've been having them fresh ass jays on but since we switched to uniforms your hands be ashy as fuck i know i know <laughs> i know you know so i think that's really where it's like you know, people, we so often can get caught up looking at the effect and not think about the cause. And it's yeah. just like, at the end of the day, why do people give so much of a fuck about a like and a retweet and a repost? Like, they are what they are. They're part of the program. You know what I'm saying? That's like if niggas walked around and really got judged and critiqued for what their, you know, kill-death ratio is in Call, Call of Duty, Duty or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in a world, that shit really does matter. If you're a professional gamer, this, mm-hmm. then the third, that's your statistics. That's how, you know, you can get on the radar on some of these teams. And, you know what I'm saying? And if your KD is, like, still that crazy, then maybe you're going to have a more popping Twitch page, shit like that. But the average person is not concerned in the slightest, you know, with 
those type of numbers. So why is it that everybody gives a fuck? You know, I ain't gonna say everybody, but so many people yeah. give a fuck. You know, it's like reality. I feel like it's a certain group of people who should care. You know what I'm saying? Models like our boy Douglas, he just said what's up in the chat. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Shout out this nigga Douglas Giles, go follow him. This nigga be modeling all over the world, Armani and shit like that, nigga. Fine. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like if you're a model, I can see why it's like you care about those numbers because it's giving you an idea of like, mm-hmm. okay, that's something you can take to an agency and say, yo, I put up these posts and I got thousands of people fucking with my shit. Yeah. Y'all could have those thousands of people. Let's do some business, you know. But the average person just posting a picture of their cupcake, you know, or the cat. Ricky suggested she said we should uh we should get Smokey and Denali and Rocky and them on the live stream. She was like, that would increase your activity. And she's right as fuck yeah. though, bro. It really yeah. would because just psychology is just certain right, people. Right. But oh my god, it's so cute. Know. People gotta stop giving so much of a fuck about trivial shit, bro. It's like if we cared about numbers, would we still be doing this podcast right now? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> if we cared you know? about numbers, we wouldn't do any of the shit, shit that, that we're we really doing. Right now, right now because but but it's like we're focused on impact and we're focused on strategically how the fuck can we because the people who do listen to this shit are heavily impacted and they hey. feel like we are insightful yeah, and we yeah, yeah. you know drop jewels so so yeah the fact that the fact that this shit is happening and that all this other shit just matters to the ether and all this other shit like we it's like us personally we just have to focus on you know what we're doing and you can't really focus on other people's shit but it's it's fun to have those discussions about how they can improve the system or the flaws in the system but you know obviously we're working on these other people's platform you know what i'm saying so i think it's so much more important to create our own platform but it's like the only way not the only way but one of the main facets to jumpstart your own platform is yeah. through jumping off these exactly. other niggas' platforms. And then you take that following and you move it to your things. Yeah, so. but think about how difficult it is to like to to from a convenience factor and mm-hmm. all this other shit. It, they they just make it so difficult to where even if even if you are um, fucking around and you have that following. It's just so much more difficult to take that following and transfer it to another yeah, platform. It's like the person who's grown up in one city or one place their whole life, and there could be this other place with an amazing opportunity and amazing this, that, and a third, but are they going to want to go there? Are they going to want to do that? Right. Because it's unfamiliar, and it's like you can build a platform. I look at somebody like Ryan Leslie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He developed a whole that super phone, that super phone thing, but it's like has it really taken a hold the way that it could? You know, it's like most people probably never even heard heard of that shit yeah but it's, it's that that as well has an exclusivity factor to it yep. and where right only, now it does right where where only certain people can use it now uh, uh, yes and no the real thing is that you got to pay for it and a lot of people not oh, going okay. like you know what i'm saying instagram is free like the way that the super phone thing is you basically hit them up you send them some information they hit you back and then when they hit you back they'll be on some like all right that's how much it costs yeah, and yeah i think yeah. the real reason for that is disguised as exclusivity is because of scaling issues like you know what i'm saying he ain't no multi billion dollar right. tech company so they can't just take every person mm-hmm. on their platform because just the system would just get overloaded you know instagram got over probably at this point you know 
100 million, 50 million, you know, 500 million yeah. users. I'd argue, I, I, I won't say a fucking billion, but it's yeah, like, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know, at least a billion accounts that exist. Yeah, yeah, at least. And uh, one thing that Douglas even mentioned was just talking about, you know, and, and I've, I've studied this, and you know this as well, but it kind of fell out of the, our discussion, mm-hmm. is the whole endorphins thing. Like, people are so tied in now to the physiological response to these yeah. fucking numbers that it's just like, damn, take that energy, take that response, that, 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 that secretion of those hormones, get them somewhere else get them from being being fulfilled and 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 bettering yourself and your passion your hobby you know some shit that you're doing with your with your family your friends your cat your dog at the gym yeah you know what i'm saying doing pottery whatever the fuck it is but don't let that number be the thing that like gas you up you yeah, know what i'm saying that's, and, that's why i love this podcast so much because it's a way to just get on record you know our immediate thoughts you know without any like inhibitions or any holding back like yeah we don't sit down and do research and yeah. then open this shit up with some shit we typed up you know edited and revised and this right shit. right and it, it's a rawness to it exactly and it is it, just like with or, or without interaction or with or without views listens whatever the fuck we can have this line of just hella podcasts and once we really get yeah. to a position where it's dope and well it's already dope but once yeah. we get to a position where pe- other people where think it it's dope up. exactly yeah. and it catches up with with how much work we've been putting it in putting yeah. in then that's when people are going to start to go back that's the social proof right yeah. there it's and like yeah that's 30 episodes ago. that's 100 exactly cuz you know I I've been listening to podcasts for a long ass time yeah, you really put me in the podcast game bro yeah and in the podcast like I've always I, Every time I find something that I like, I always go back and just, like, try and catch up. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, whether you're doing something, like, in the gym or, or you know, walking a dog or some shit, it's like you can listen to that and you can you can take that, that uh, those sound bites or, or whatever, that podcast episodes and, and really apply them to your life. Like, sometimes I'll get inspired musically from listening to a podcast and, and wondering which direction um, can I bounce someone else's thoughts through through my own art, you know? Yeah, and I think that that's like the cool part about the podcast is that they, it's it's you know as as it goes saying you know you gotta watch what you take in you know in terms of whether it's obviously food whether it's what you watch what you read what you listen to and it's like by somebody cutting on this podcast they're allowing us an opportunity to take our thoughts take you know, our, our, our emotions, our experiences, and and just share them, you know? And I think the real cool thing about it, too, in a way, is that the people who are listening, they have no choice but to listen. You yeah. know, and I think that's why I like looking at certain, like, you know, a TED Talk or looking at a, a lecture on online or something because it just forces you to really use both those ears and listen. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, if you're sitting there with a person in real life, it's kind of rude to just sit there and, like, not say shit back, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So it's like you kind of got to be thinking about your input your and going back and forth and back yeah. and forth where it's just like if you can just listen to another person speak on a certain perspective or a thought or an idea or two people or three people, however many, hash that out, you can't do anything really but listen you can get that internal dialogue but i feel like it just makes you push you in a state of consciousness where you're much more receptive to the information because you're not waiting to to reply you know Mm -hmm, what i'm saying you're mm -hmm. not waiting to jump back in with some shit and i feel like maybe that's part of why you get that inspiration is because it's like you sitting there and you you're in full 
receiving mode of whatever that energy is or that vibe or just however it made right. you feel. So if the podcast made you feel uplifted, made you feel motivated, made you feel like, damn, I never thought about that shit. And it's just like, now you got other shit firing off, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I want to put in that input. Like, I, like you know, mm-hmm. I might be listening to it and then somebody say something and I may not agree. And I'm like, oh, what the Hold fuck up. is this nigga talking about? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But that the input that I want to put in into the podcast I can't physically put it into their episode or someone else's episode or even listening back to our episodes. I can't rephrase <laughs> yeah. or restate what I uh-huh. said. But what I can do is take that input that I uh, may have, you know, like to put in and channel that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's I think that's point. the dopest part. And that kind of leads to the first topic, which... Yeah. I think is is um, we're gonna go with it. We're gonna go with it. Yeah, very relative, and and it's relevancy in music. Like, what what? First of all, what gets you relevant? Second of all, what keeps you relevant? Yeah. And third of all, or third of all, of all, <laughs> like, how the fuck can you just like branch out from that initial fan base? into i guess a more mainstream uh audience you know what i'm saying so not just the niche that initially grabbed hold to you but to people who yeah because most most people don't like every song from from whoever their artist yeah exactly they'll pick one or two variant of it that got you hooked and got you in yeah and unless you grow as a listener with it you tend to be like, oh, I like this type of shit right, that they right. do, and I don't like this shit that they did. Exactly. You know? And and so who I we mean, talking about, man? Let's let let's let the people know, bro. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not talking about anybody in particular. Okay, okay. My thing is, I mean, I I can use somebody for example, but it's just okay. So for no, one, I don't even got to. I thought we were going to the different things. No, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, but for one, um, I just think I just think that uh, the motherfuckers who are being put in the spotlight. Um, granted, they may have built up their own following, but it one it it comes from that initial viral viral moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and, and and that shit kind of feeds into what they do, and then the balls in in your court. Yeah. Um, but it's like, are you going if you, so if you made say, your career off of three pointers? You're gonna start trying to you know drive it to the hole and dunk on niggas now? Yeah. You're like, nah. It's like they that's know not me your skill set. Yeah. It, your your skill set is doing some stupid shit to get viral. You know what I'm saying? But your skill set may not be like you being a musician. You know because like 100. percent That's why some dudes will be like, yeah, I just started rapping like you know eight months ago. Yeah, and and don't mean that you know you can't be dope and care in that time frame. But it's like, why did the popping happen? You know how did that? Exactly, and and, and that shit is, I mean that shit is fucking mind boggling sometimes because you'll see. These, I mean, you'll see kind of like the same type of kids, you know, get on and stuff like that. And it's yeah. cool. You know, I'm not hating. I'm just saying it's funny how they are. And it's funny I say even they in general. But, like, it's funny how these kids are being funneled. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like a requirement to have a face tattoo. It's a requirement. But it's only certain kids who can who may not have all those factors and, and branch out, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and they might have went through some shit. Like, I was listening to a, uh, Six Black, or Black, I guess yeah. is his name. But um, <clears throat> I was listening to some uh, interview that he did. He did the uh, 
pull up episode with Joe Budden, and he was talking about how he was in a fucked up deal with uh, I think yeah. it was Wyclef, and that's why he changed like his that. name. I didn't know it was with Wyclef. Yeah, and, and that's um, where the whole free black shit. Came right, from. right, exactly. So, and and it's just like he had his own journey. He had, he was in a group and all this other shit. So he had his trials and tribulations in the music industry before he even got that notoriety and this is a guy who i don't know if he got tattoos on his body but he don't got tattoos on his face he's like kind of clean cut you mm -hmm. know i mean he just looks like a regular cat you feel me but yeah but he a dude from east atlanta he could ride he could have tried to take that particular route right you know he got a kid and i'm pretty sure he's not even like 26 or 27 right um but yeah that's a good point it's like most people's first time was just hearing that um um, no real shit to stress about, girl. I ain't worried about whatever that song yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even particularly a fan of his music. I kind of became a fan of his personality because, um, in my opinion, I think that his music is good sonically, but it sounds like every other nigga to me who's singing. Like, it sounds like the Bryson Tillers of the world. It sounds like the Tory Lanes. Um, uh, who's another motherfucker who's singing shit? Anyways, you know what I'm saying? It, it has that vibe, yeah. you know? And I'd almost just say that's the sub-genre he put himself into. Trust me, Ricky was the first person I heard it from, and I said the same thing. I was like, I, heard him I really too. said this sound like Bryson Tiller. Yeah. But it's like, who's more active? Who got shit out right now? Bryson Tiller don't got nothing out right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like he... And I, granted, yeah, I think Six Black is black, fuck. Is more talented than uh, Bryson Tiller. Not so much Tory Lanez, because that nigga Tory Lanez got some fucking range. Yeah, Pause. Like does. that nigga can. He's sing. also been in the game in a prominency level of a, a, a bit, bit, bit longer. Yeah, you know but I'm saying? talking about his talent. Like, but that's I'm, what I'm saying. When you have more time to showcase your talent, if you got four, five, six, seven projects out, black under this current iteration, oh. he only got two projects out. Okay. He just put out a second album. So I'm saying, let's revisit when he got four, five albums out. If he's still doing the same tricks, then it's like, all right, that's what you do. But I'm speaking from like a vocal set. I don't think his range. Is is as far as the Tory Lanez, as as far as the octaves that this nigga be hitting, mm -hmm. like. Uh, some it, people care about that. Some people don't, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some yeah. people most would people say that that's a not, talent thing. Yeah, right. Most, most people do not you look care at about it from that. From real artistry, like you right, know, but exactly, like I'm because he's I a played, better singer. Right, like, like I, I, I've, I've played instruments, and he can. Black can he he can hold a tone, you know he can hold a melody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he's not a guy vibing. who's gonna right, and he's not a guy who's gonna do that. Yeah, the acapella shit in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think, and, and I think um, that shit right there is what really makes you stand out. Like, Be, uh, like James can you Brown, do that? Right, like princess nigga. Exactly. Like, can you hit these notes without that auto tune effect hey, on your yes, shit? That's the question. Like though, a Chris man. Brown. Like, yeah, like I, Chris. I don't give a fuck how many bitches that nigga beat. Like, <laughs> I really I knew don't. You gonna take it there, man. Like that nigga can sing his fucking ass off, dance his fucking ass off. Like, uh, I don't even fuck with um, recent shit he did. I don't fuck with that little dicky shit that he did. Just because I just think the song is lame. Um, not even like... I mean, it made it lame because they was doing that can I really say the N-word shit? But I don't know. I, I, I just think I just think that... Uh, but I, I just think that like his talent overreaches corny shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But what? then again, you know, he probably got a stupid-ass check. And I think for that shit. part of it, too, was like him being like, okay, and is this some cool. shit I would normally do? No, let me step outside my comfort zone because I'm already popping. And the fact that I'm as popping as I am 
finna do this shit yeah. is gonna make it like that much. It's almost it was just super meta was the construction of it. But I I get what you're saying about the talent and uh, yeah, he's a silly nigga and shit. He's a silly nigga. I I just think that. And, you know, I'm not Chris Brown. I can't say what type of music he need to be making and shit. But yeah. I think that he has the potential still to create some shit that is just, like, classical and and that... It's like timeless, like real, yeah, real exactly. before timeless. And yeah. I, I, I just don't think that he has hit that mark yet. Out of all the work that he's put in, um, it, it, it just seems like to me that... that you know he, and I hate to say it, but he he rides waves, like you know he's doing what is popular, yeah. and obviously I'm pretty sure it resonates with him musically and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not delving into that. I'm just speaking from my perspective, you know. And he's really good at that, yeah. which is getting on um, other people's tracks, doing features that are relevant, you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> if I were to create like a challenge for him or some shit like that and and what i wanted to see as a listener or what i wanted to hear as a listener from him i would say that if he kind of stepped out of that comfort zone of attaching himself to what is relevant and what is cool at the moment and just kind of went into this world where he created his own sound Mm -hmm. and and blended it with some real r&b soul not the like the shit today to me is not R&B soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even Six Black shit, to me, it's not R&B soul. It's, it's R&B, I guess, you know, because it's, it's rhythm and blues, and he might be talking about some sad shit, and he's staying on beat, and he's singing and shit. But I just think the, the, the vocal effects just change the vibe completely. And and when I go back, and I'm not saying that he got to go back, these niggas got to go back and, 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 and make music how people were making music in the past. But that music in the past is so much more timeless um, than the shit that they're making right now. Like, even with Six Black Project, I think it's dope. I think it's cool. But this is not something that I will be listening to 10 years from down the line. Whereas if I go down to an Elder Barge or if I go down to a Music Soul Child or if I go down to even an R. Kelly, a lot of the shit that they them niggas put out, I will, you know, like that would be on my fucking sex playlist. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's the go to shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not thinking about playing no six black or i'm not think sometimes some some chris brown songs you know i might think about but you know i i just think those shits had a different vibe and it was just so much more powerful because like you could you could really feel the love even if it was like inauthentic which i don't think it was but like even if they were just making a song for song's sake you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and i think that's what a lot of niggas end up fucking around and doing is making a song for the sake of making a song like when i hear about guys who punch out five ten songs not five but like ten songs a day Mm -hmm. like complete songs like (laughs) like vocals done and the beats done well the beats already done most like if you're just a vocalist it's a lot easier to do that you know granted but you 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 i don't think your shit is gonna have that introspection that me as a listener, most people don't give a fuck about that shit. Most people want to hear that, ooh, turn on, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But me who 
is is kind of listening from a real uh, critic's point of view. Yeah. Because most of these motherfuckers who are writing these reviews on music are not good music critics, in my opinion. Because if someone else says it's popping, they're gonna say it's popping. Like, um, like say if you know a complex says, "Oh, this is dope." or uh, XXL says, oh, this is dope, then all, all the other media outlets kind of jump on that shit and say, oh, yeah, this is dope, mm-hmm. you know, because this other uh, big media conglomerate said that it was dope, you know what I'm saying? When, in fact, it may not be dope. I'm not saying Six Black is not dope. I think he's dope, you know, but as far as, like, a vocalist, which I don't know, you know, his his main goal or what he's striving to do, you know, I, I keep having to throw out these fucking disclaimers mm-hmm. because a nigga will hear this shit and be like, oh, this nigga is calling me whack. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not calling this nigga whack. I'm not calling none of these niggas whack. I'm just saying that as a listener, for me, that I just don't think that shit has longevity. You know what I'm saying? But but as they grow and shit like that, I'm pretty sure they'll be able to make shit that has longevity um, from my point of view. Yeah, I think um, I'm trying to address as much as I can remember there. Okay. Um, I think to begin with, we got to look at this whole thing from the perspective of of expectation, labeling, and nomenclature, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, just as like you said about, uh, and I'll address like, you know, the feel and timelessness and all that. Right, right. But I think like just right off the rip, we living in a time where it's like, you know how words is getting bent around and mm-hmm. used, and it's like, personally, you know, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, the shit that was played in my household growing up that was under the title of R&B, you know, and, and soul and, and um, you know, things like that. Yeah. I think now we're in this time where because people of that era, you know, are for the most part dead, you know what I'm saying? Or they just no longer in a place where they making music. Right. Or the, the, or the they audience got is not there. By all this other shit. Exactly. I think that what could have happened that would have kept a lot of other people across the board, I need to cut my damn ringer off, um, satisfied would have been if we changed names. We didn't put those artists in R&B category. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. What if we called it, you know what I'm saying? Just like they have... Techno know, soul. Yeah, some <laughs> shit like that. For real, for real, yeah. for real. That's why I think Trap um, or uh, Bryce Tiller's album title was genius because he called that shit Trap Soul. Like yeah. He was acknowledging yeah. I am I like interweaving mm-hmm. two completely different sides of a spectrum. Right. And this is the expectation you should have going into it. You know? And I think that that's why like, even with my music, you know what I'm saying? I don't just call it classical. I don't just call it trap. You know what I'm saying? I Mm-hmm. Call it this. I just be like, it's a little this, a little that, a little this, a little that. Right. And I know people's expectations. If it don't satisfy the expectation, now they feeling like, oh damn. Well, this, then, the third. Just why I think that same thing comes up when it's like mumble rap. I think it was necessary that somebody created right. a separate category because it's just like, look, if you try to put this shit next to you know some of these greats over here, them just like that. You know, some people like you know that's apples to oranges. Why can't you compare fruit? It's like, nah, you can, but they different fruits. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Let's not pretend it's just. Like that's a honey crisp and that's a gala over there. Yeah, like, yeah. nah, nigga, that's a dragon fruit and that's a motherfucking, you know, plantain type shit. Right. You know, way different. Uh, but I think in terms of the timelessness, I think that really comes down to the to the person's 
spirit mm -hmm. and something really interesting uh we'll That's link true. this video down below is this dude on youtube his name is uh funny enough adam neely um okay. and it might be mcneely even goddamn <laughs> but um he just does he's like an incredible he's like a bassist and he just he's like a stupid musician but he just breaks down shit from a super technical music theory standpoint mm -hmm. and he made this video that was basically like you know most people there's a there's a time frame around which their musical taste kind of get locked in and that becomes kind of their barometer for the rest of their life. Yep. And he was saying that that age range is often around about like, you know, preteen, adolescence, 13, 14, 15 mm -hmm, era, mm -hmm. right? And so me just thinking about that as just a thought, I think it's like, all right, whatever you grew up in your household that really connected with you in your formative years when you first feeling something from music, when you first yeah. like putting on headphones and laying in the dark and just like, God damn, this shit crazy. Right, right. You know, all those experiences, that's something that is so emotionally connected to you as well. And then when the performances are there, and it's like, we gotta think about it as well. What a, 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 a DeBarge, you know what I'm saying? What a, uh, what a David Ruffin, you know what I'm saying, uh, or R. Kelly or Michael Jackson, if they had the same tools we had now, would these niggas maybe have used them? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Would they maybe threw a little auto-tune on there? Would they maybe done some crazy shit with the panning effects? <laughs> I think we got to bear in mind. I just think of, that they were able to hit those notes, oh, whereas I mean, these yeah, guys yeah, yeah. are not able to. There's There are guys who stand out, like Eric Billinger, like uh, Tory Lanez, like Chris Brown, like I said, who yeah. can hit these notes. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain guys who are doing the yeah, but that's, who literally cannot hit these notes and need that shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I saying that they that those guys. I feel you on that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, once again, that's why I'm like, it's just a whole different category, right? You know what I'm and saying? that goes to talent, you know. Yeah, that, go, that goes into whatever you want to call the talent. But I think as well, what we see and happen really is just like, and I think this is like where most of this comes from. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, if you wanted to make music, it's much different. You want to make music now. Now, you get you a laptop, you get you a crack software, you know what I'm saying, you get you a fucking Yeti microphone, and you yeah. know what I'm saying, with $200, you can be a recording artist and have your shit distributed across the planet Earth. Back in the day, you had entry. to go, it's a barrier entry, you had to know niggas at the studio, you know what I'm saying, these right. niggas had to want to let you be there because it's not like costs. these niggas, and it costs money, but it was labor, it's like, these niggas had to record tape, bruh, so it's like, if you fucked up a take, and let's say you running out of tape, it's gonna be a lot of pressure, like, it ain't yeah. no, oh, let's fuck around, just run this shit in the booth, I'ma just, goddamn, I'ma yeah. just sing some melodies, you know what I'm saying, and see what I resonate with, nah, nigga, it was like, it was like a sports team, where you have meetings, you know, to, to map out what it is you're trying to achieve, where mm -hmm. you have sessions, where you're creating your vibes, and none of this shit is being recorded down, you literally are just in the ambiance of just generating, mm -hmm. with no intention that, like, yo, niggas is gonna hear this version, you know what I'm saying, this shit is right here is gonna make me the money. Whereas now, I think a lot of the people they busting out two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen songs a day because they like shit's numbers game, bro. I put out hundred songs this year, bro. All I need is two percent of them bitches to catch, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm on type shit. Yeah. Whereas like back then, they was just like, yo, I only got X amount of time. You know what I'm saying? This shit is hella, hella expensive, and I literally have limited ability to put down this recording. You know, and then it's like, obviously, you know, with the R. Kelly's and the Music Soul Childs, you know, they weren't fully in that era. You know, they were around for this digital shit as well. Mm -hmm. But I just think, like, them coming up, same thing. They came up listening to certain kind of music, so they were inspired right. by a certain type of vibe. So what people are doing now, it's like they may have grown up 10 years ago listening to shit that was 
stepping into that direction where it's kind of what it is now. And so then what we're going to see for the next several years is people who are listening back into them, the greats are black, Bryson Tiller, um, fucking Chris Brown and all that. Mm-hmm. So now they may try to emulate some of that. So really all it is is this big ass cycle. Yeah. And it's like it's like how, you know, you have super conservative movements and then they come to be super, you know, liberation driven movements and they just back forth, back forth, where I think eventually we just going to see this whole tide shift back to niggas like, yo, we trying to do this shit the old quote-unquote yeah, way yeah. you know but at one point in, in history the old <laughs> way will be the shit that these Tory Lanes and all these niggas is doing right now that literally will be the old way mm-hmm. you know so it's like at what point will these people get exposed who will be the person to expose them to this older stuff you know it you know that that really was stemming out like not too long after music recording really became a, a business right you know and it was in this infancy and this rawness i would argue is part of why it feels the way it does it's because it's like you know they just you know scratchy shit in their voice they yeah. let that shit in there now everybody wants the shit to be pristine they want it to be clean they want it to be this that and the third you right, know they're right. trying to make it loud as fuck where it's like back then it was just about what's it feel like yeah, that you know the feel is how they gauge the record and now it's all this other shit like oh what's the catchiness of it you you know what I'm saying? How does it fit in with the marketability, all this other shit mm-hmm. back then? It's like, take a blind black nigga from Georgia. That shit ain't marketable. Yeah. You know, but that shit went on to win a goddamn Oscar. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? One of the greatest niggas to ever do it. These niggas weren't worried about the market. They was like, have they, you seen this nigga play? Have you been there? This nigga see. rocking dude. dude. Like, he see. really feeling that yeah, shit. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so I just think that, like, that's really why we're in such a big dichotomy that we in. Ah, goddamn. <laughs> Gotta cut this shit down. <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, I think that's why we're seeing the shit that we're seeing, bro. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and I don't want this to be mistaken for me shitting on these guys. Nah, I don't take it that way at all. Yeah. I think you just having like but a I know cr- the listener critical will, conversation. Yeah, the, the common listener will, but it's like, lines, right, it's like I am like, I know sir, a lot of people are just looking for a guy or or gal, you know what I'm saying, who get it. And I feel like these girls, these ladies, who are singing are coming out with a lot more talent than these dudes are but it's just that the the female um <clears throat> aspect of the industry is a lot more cutthroat because th- there can only be one gal you know there can only be one main singing gal and and it's like it's why do so they set much... it up like that you know they make right. it that there can only be one of you, that scarcity mentality. Exactly. So many beautiful girls who are singing and so many girls who have beautiful voices. And, you know, they're not getting that output. One, because a lot of times they're not willing to do the silly shit that these other niggas is doing to get on yeah. initially. Um, and then, and then two, two, they, it's like they, they are being hindered by other females in the industry who know or who believe that there can only be one gal you know yeah. so i mean it's it really a travesty bro right and the, but the main consumers of this shit are females you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, of all so, this music like i think that's when it go back to like that cause and effect thing you know what i'm saying like we can we can point the finger at the industry but it's like the consumer has to acknowledge that too like there's so much great music that exists out there but it's like the consumer 
has to step out of that idea that, oh, if they if it doesn't have a cosign by some blog that you can easily look up, then it's not quality. Right. You Most consumers are passive listeners. Yeah, 100%, bro. Like 100%. Most yeah. people probably couldn't even name you 10 artists that are not on the billboard right. that they enjoy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I ain't saying that's a problem, but I'm just acknowledging that that's a very limited selection to take your music interest from when there are literally millions billions of musicians on planet earth mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because not everybody who makes music is posting this shit not everybody that makes music puts it up like take yeah. for instance chris bro you know what i'm saying like that man is crazy dope yeah you know but it's like he don't record shit he don't push shit out exactly. like the only shit that he recorded was at our spot right you know but it's like <laughs> nigga get on the mic and you be like god damn, damn this nigga, nigga you, is seasoned you, i'm <laughs> telling you you know so i think that um you know just the industry, it is what it is, and it's going to obviously control a lot of what that passive consumer pays attention to. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I, I was watching this this chick, her name is, uh, I think it's Sarah Too Ill or something like that on YouTube, but um, she makes just like instrumentals and beats, she uses the machine and all that, and she put up this video, it's talking about like why she don't make beats for rappers, and I, I felt to her a lot, it was kind of conversation that, that we had had, mm-hmm. but she was just saying that, you know, she makes her creation, she really cares about the music, she don't want another person <laughs> Talking about some shit on it that energetically ain't no yeah, shit she fucking with. Exactly. And she had got signed to this um to this music company. It's kinda like extreme music, but they're called Epidemic uh sounds and so they like feel so like let's say you're a youtuber you want music you can go to this site and like you can find sound effects music all this other shit and um and she mentioned in her video you know that like how these sites work and she was like you know you watch will smith's video there's music in it blah 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 and her song one of her songs got placed through this company in like will smith's video on his vlogs and what was interesting to me is just I'm, i'm talking about like the music industry and the waves and everything is that like there's this subculture that's been brewing because I'm pretty sure back in high school, you probably knew niggas if you didn't listen to this yourself. But it's like that lo-fi chill shit mm-hmm. is really becoming mainstream popular now. Right. And so she didn't even mention when these folks hit her up. And this video she put out in July, I want to say, um, so hella recent, she said that they like called her. And this is a company based out of Amsterdam, dog. And they were like, we're looking for female producers who make lo-fi music. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like... Once again, how many people would be listening to Lo-Fi if it wasn't pressed upon you? And it's like, that ain't no new shit. Anything that came out the fucking 80s was Lo-Fi, if you really think about right, it. You know right. what I'm saying? How many people are going back and listening to shit that, like, was made and it wasn't trying to be Lo-Fi. It just exactly. fucking was. So it's just like, like like with that R&B shit now where it's like, you know, we can call it this, that, and the third. It's a different thing. But it's like there's a reason why it's happening. And the main reason, you know, if we were just, like, to really sum it up, at least me, it's because of the marketing. Like, what is making these niggas money? Mm-hmm. This shit ain't making them money. You think they worried about signing all these niggas with the face tattoos and this, that, and third? They're like, yo, we have a market for it right now. Let's push it. Just like with uh, them franchise boys and, um, and D4L, you know what I'm saying? All these groups back in the early 2000s, it was a certain style. It was niggas with huge shirts, huge fucking jabos, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Making dance, you know, kind of crump music. Like, that was the wave. And if you didn't look like that, even if you was making that music, your shit wasn't going to fly. It wasn't going to pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, right now, we in this era where it's like, for the rappers, they look a certain way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like the EDM music. That shit is a certain style of it. When it's like, EDM music has been around for decades and decades and decades, but it's kind of just like, what's the wave? So when a Chris Brown or another artist is riding a wave, you know, it's like both of us, we make variants of trap music. Uh-huh. But we'd be doing that, you know, if, if this shit was 20 years from now, if this shit was, but it's like, it's impossible right. for us not to be touched by what is happening 
second round. It's literally impossible. Exactly. You know, the only difference is are you going to do the exact same thing yeah. that the motherfuckers doing? Or are you going to try to push it? Like Steve Jobs, he made a computer, but he was like, fuck it, bro. Don't nobody got a mouse? I get you don't need one, quote unquote, because it's commands, mm-hmm. but. Damn, I think it'd be crazy if we had a mouse. Exactly. And now it's like, everybody, you can't use, you, now it's like, until the touchscreens came along, motherfuckers are like, damn, you don't got a mouse, you can't use that motherfucker, so. Yeah, I think that speaks to, like, the difference between, like, a revolutionary person and a mimicker, a uh, person who, you know, may see the tide and the trend now, they can utilize that trend, utilize yeah. that tide um, to, and, and ride the, you know, proverbial wave but they also have that revolutionary mindset where this is not the type of music that I want to make per mm-hmm. se, but this is the type of music that I know that I can make um, to a higher quality than other guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and this will put, get my foot in the door so that I can create that revolution. Yeah. And it's just, like you said, it's fucking cycles. Yeah, bro, but it's like I feel very privileged that you know we living in this era. You right. Know, we really in the in the, in the bed of. It's the culturally. best time to be alive. I, I, I'm telling you, man. You know, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. Type yeah. Shit. But it's like you know we have such tools that are literally, bro. We sat down like this nigga. I, 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 I'm a little saddened that I can't interact with this more. Like real live Douglas is like going ham back and forth. You know, this nigga's in London right now, bro. Right. You know, he was like, I love to kick it, but I gotta go to sleep. You know, so I gotta boom boom. Like, yeah. This nigga yeah. In a different time zone. And then feedback, you know, right now, and that's only possible because we live in a 2018 and this type of technology exists. Like, we can sit down and at our hands, you can take any of those records from any of those artists you mentioned earlier. You can use any of them shits and you can use them as inspiration and reinvigorate them with a different feel, a different vibe using fucking ones and zeros, man. Like, the shit really, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, bro. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people there... They're really not giving a fuck about the power that that really places in their hands. And then there's some people who are like, yo, I'm a, I, I gotta pick this bitch up and run yes, with this motherfucker, exactly. bro. And I'd argue, you know, it's niggas like that who in the long run, you know, who, are, who study the craft, who study everything around the craft. And this ain't just about music for anybody listening. This is about anything you right. wanna do and change and improve or iterate. You know, just do that shit long enough. Put your happen. intention, your care behind it. Be diligent, man. Yeah. And and crazy, crazy, beautiful shit pop off. Exactly. Speaking what, about what speaking about different vibes and different feels, man. I I, I really want to fuck around and and give a uh, insight into something that affected me personally. You know. Do it. That has to do with sexual assault. Oh, hold, hold yeah. on one second, bro. God, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, one second, bro. I didn't know we was finna take it there. All right. Oh, shit. One second. Um, I had to cover your ears, Rocky. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> take your time. Ah, I was gonna grab some water or something. Okay. Fuck it, bro. All right, Fuck all right. It, bro. Let me, yeah, I think we're good on time, bro. We should be decent all right, on time. man. So. All right. My dog, actually my puppy, not even three months old, was molested. And I was real blunt. I thought you were going to build some suspense. Yeah. No, I want to tell people (laughs) straight up because this shit is not a game. This shit is not for play play. Make sure you know who the fuck you're giving your dog to 
or your child for that matter. And this is what the fuck really happened. Like, I fucked around and, you know, we was chilling. Me, me and my cuz, we was chilling. We had some company over and shit. Um, a couple females and uh, a gay nigga. Pause. And, you know, we just chill. We chilling. We smoking, doing some recreational shit. And, and uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I got really strong views, but I try not to be judgmental. You know what I'm saying? I want to be accepting of people, you know, because I know that in 2018, we have to accept any type of motherfucker, whether it's a person who, you know, likes dick in their ass or it's a person who, you know, wants to act like a reptile or some shit, you know? You got to just be like, oh, yeah, man, you know, that's your thing, man. I, I love it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it and shit. But sometimes you just can't roll with some shit. You feel me? Especially when it affects you. So... We chilling and shit. I got three dogs. I have three pit bulls. I got a red nose mix. I got a red nose full bred. And then I have a blue nose. So, and my blue nose is a female. I allowed a couple of my friends, my lady friends, to take my blue nose and, you know, have a, a fucking play date or some shit. They loved her, you know, she was sweet, and she didn't pee in their house or shit in their house like she does in mine, and, you know, they had a good time and shit. So I was like, wow, this is really cool, you know, I don't have to take care of fucking Diamond this weekend because I gave her to a couple friends, and I don't have to feed her, and, you know, it's just a weight off my shoulder. So so I'm like, you know... I'm, 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 I was kind of jovial with the, with the, with the pet giving, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want people to experience my dogs because they're really sweet, and I just want my dogs to get acclimated to more people, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So that they are never aggressive in a, in a way toward people where I would have to put them down in a um, worst case scenario. So, and, and they're sweet, you know, they're always gonna be nice and shit like that because I'm nice, you feel me? <laughs> so, <laughs> And, and your dogs and your kids are a reflection of the parents. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just allowing people to take my dog and, and you know, take them on uh, uh, play dates and shit and play with other dogs. But this time I fucked up. I fucked up and let a gay nigga take my dog. And I'm not saying that gay niggas is into the shit that this nigga was into. I'm not saying that at all. But this is what I'll say. Before I tell the rest of the story, I feel like, hence the word I feel, that gay niggas have more of a sexual perversion than straight people. Would I be wrong in this assessment, or am I totally off with this shit? Or I understand 1,000% where you're saying that, so... I ain't finna stop. Right, hey, okay, so... Talk so your shit, bro. Go ahead, Sodomy man. is sexual perversion, right or wrong. Um, and anything could be sexual perversion, you know what I'm saying? Like, choking a bitch while you fucking her could be sexual perversion and all this other shit. But I feel like gay niggas have... When you default gotta put, you know, the male in the male, it's like if you got a male in a male cable, they just not gonna 
they're not built like that you yeah, know, for it, technology. So we're talking about the physiology. It's, like, exactly. it's just you putting shit in different, you know, places that by default wouldn't necessarily go there. Not saying they can't, but by default wouldn't. So you might be more prone to put other shit where it shouldn't go or do shit with other shit where it by default <laughs> wouldn't happen. Right. It's like it's like taking an HDMI cord and trying to shove it into a fucking auxiliary output it's not gonna work you know what i'm saying and if it does work then you know whatever the fuck anyways i feel like the gay niggas have more of an inclination to do sexually perverted shit this is just my feeling y'all niggas can attack me do whatever the fuck you want i really don't give a fuck so the gay nigga comes through and he this is what he said he said oh my god you let, um, I'm not going to name no names. Oh, my God. You let so-and-so take your dog this weekend? And I was like, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I'm cool with this nigga. I'm dapping this nigga up. I smoked a blunt with this nigga, dog. I smoked a blunt with him. And and before, before I had a policy that I'm not smoking no blunts with a nigga who put his mouth on a, somebody's dick. But then I had to think about it. Yeah, well, the girl, females that I smoke with also it, did this shit. So you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to weed yeah. out my own hypocrisy, 100%. right? So, I, feel that. I feel that shit. And I'm trying to be the best I can be yeah. living my best life and shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's just some shit that you can't pass. So this nigga come into the room. He's like, oh, my God, I need Hefe. That's my dog's name, Hefe. Yeah. He's a big boss. I call him the big boss man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hefner, you know, after Hugh Hefner. And then I just kind of put a little Hispanic twist on it. You feel me? Yeah. So. This nigga's like, I need Hefe. Oh my God, can I take him? Can I, could I babysit dogs and whatever? I'm like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, take him off my hand. I, like, that's how I, I'm like, man, take him shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I ain't got to feed him. Da, 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 da. You, as long as he fed, as long as you take him out, yeah. we good. I'm not even factoring in that this nigga might be trying to fuck my dog. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so we're chilling and shit. And, and I really should have fucking, um, uh, reported this nigga to PETA and shit on some real G shit, yeah. but I ain't no snitch. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm just gonna let the streets handle what the streets do. You feel me? <laughs> and I don't know what the gay streets do, but I know what the straight streets hey. do. Goddamn. And anyways, like uh, you know, we might have to fuck around and go to the fucking uh, Yellow Brick Road or Rainbow Road committee and, and, and oh, try and find some stupid. street justice out this motherfucker. Cause I don't know about y'all, but I'm not fighting no gay nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not because. Um, it, it, it's just, it just don't suit me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get physical in no type of way. So anyways, like he takes my dog and I'm, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, you know, this guy's actually a pretty cool guy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it's not like I ain't never had no interaction with no gay nigga and shit, but most interactions I have with gay niggas, they be over the top. You feel me? They be flamboyant, and which I think is absolutely hilarious. I just think that the swapping of gender roles in general is funny. It's comedic. You know what I'm saying? So I always embrace that uh, that perspective. You know what I'm saying? A, a different perspective. Like, I don't get uncomfortable when a gay nigga talking about fucking a nigga. I don't get uncomfortable when a gay nigga talking about sucking dick or doing no other gay shit. You feel me? I'm not uncomfortable. I think it's hilarious. And I might even inquire, like, damn, like, how the fuck did you suck this nigga dick when you saying this nigga dick was like 12 inch? I've never seen no bitch take down no 12 inch dick. So how the fuck are you able to do this? And, you know, they'll go into detail and I'll just kind of tone it out, you know, because I'm just trying to engage but not like fully 
you know, you know, make this nigga think that I'm into him or some shit. But I'm just trying to be conversational because if a bitch would have said that, I would have did the same thing. So I'm trying to keep it even here. Anyways, I'm fucking, we, we, we fucking around and just chilling, me and my homie and shit. And, uh, and I get a phone call. And uh, <clears throat> this was after he had given my dog back. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything was weird before, you know what I'm saying? But the day before I got this phone call, my dog, he, he woke up with morning wood. Mm-hmm. Like, he woke up with a heart on. And you know how dog shit is. It's a red rocket. It's pretty disgusting. But he's taking a shit, and his dick is hard. And I'm like, hmm, like, I wonder how that works, where something is coming out of his asshole and his dick is getting hard. But I'm not thinking about it like that in the moment. I'm just like, oh, good boy, Hefe. I give him a treat because he used the bathroom and shit outside. Anyways, I get this phone call. And my lady friends, they're like, yo, don't, don't, um, do you know where your dogs are? <laughs> like, do you know where they are at this moment? I, I, I think I do. Uh, I don't know, but I'll have to go by the crib and see if they there. But what's up? Don't ever give your dog to so-and-so. Don't ever give your dog to so-and-so. Like, we just caught him, like, with his um, with his dick, like, outside of his underwear hole, like, through his pee hole, like, having sex with my, uh, my other dog and shit. And I'm like, hold the fuck on. Hold the fuck on. You saying that you caught this nigga. Like, at first, I didn't believe them. I just thought they was fucking around because mm-hmm. they silly girls. You know, we joke around and, you know, we have fun yeah. and all this shit. And I'm like, you know, I just think they're doing it as a prank. This nigga might be listening in. So I'm not trying to say no offensive shit because mm-hmm. I just think that they're just pranking me. You know, it's all yeah. good fun, lighthearted fun. They're like, no, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, we just caught him. Like, we're, we're, we're not fucking with this nigga. Like, you know, we're, you know, we're not fucking with this dude. Like, he fucked around and, and, and crossed a line with this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm devastated at that point. Because, for one, this is what I thought. I thought about my dog. I thought about Lil Hefe. He can't be more than 20 pounds, y'all. And he's... <sighs> this nigga might have fucked around and, and, and took some dick. So I'm like, dude, you, you, you fucked around and put a, a, a object that's damn near the size of my dog into my dog so that's where i'm first that's where my head goes at first so i'm like my dog has been violated and he's been abused and then i go back to that um morning before when hefe took a shit and got a hard on and i'm like damn this nigga like that shit too so it got me all fucked up in the head and and my main point is y'all and oh, 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 then then my head went to, yo, what if I had given my child, you know, to to babysit? And then it just, like, takes my head into a fucking spinning whirlwind. Like, I, I, it one, it makes me more protective of my dogs. But then it's like, damn, when I have a kid, I can't leave this nigga with nobody. Because <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, like, nannies or anything. Like, I don't know what the fuck their intentions are. And sometimes people can have this, like, cynical view on life, mm-hmm. and then they take it out on people who cannot defend themselves, like children. You know, that's where you see, like, child um, molestation going on and, and all this other shit. But the fact that a nigga, 
and he's not no nigga. He's a white dude. But a fa- the fact that this motherfucker put his dick inside of my dog, it 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 fucked me up, and I'm still fucked up. Like I, I know y'all can hear the emotion in my voice. Like it's crazy, and and I just want to warn people that it's sick motherfuckers out here fucking dogs, and. To me, it's like, if you'll fuck a dog, you'll fuck anything. But, I mean, well, what I meant to say is if you'll fuck a nigga, you'll fuck anything. But, (laughs) but, but that's how I thought, you know, that's how I was thinking before. But then that, that is fucked up. But what this nigga did kind of confirms my thought process. So it's like, how do I, one, differentiate this nigga, which obviously I can say, oh, this is an individual, um, you know, he's not connected to the gay community in that way of which what he's doing, other gay niggas are practicing. But now in the future, I have been traumatized. I have, you know, um, like kind of went through this this process where I am not trusting gay niggas to babysit or dog sit. So... I'm going to ask you, how can I get my mind frame out of this, uh, this, this prejudice from experience? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, think, uh, I think the main thing is you almost got to do it in the most rational way that you can in the sense that you got to look at all the numbers and be like, all right. Yeah. It's a lot of people on planet Earth. Right, right. All right. Right. It's a lot of folks on Earth that... Um, they say one in four. One in four. I didn't section. even notice that. Allegedly. But, uh, allegedly. I don't know if them shits are facts or yeah, not. Maybe one in four have performed a homosexual act, but... Yeah, that, that seems know. more likely. But my point just being, it's a lot of perverse people. Right. And it's not just gay niggas. Right, so that's I true. So I think like, that's the main thing you got to realize... But but do you think? But, uh, uh, hold on, sorry. Okay, okay, go ahead. I think you got to realize that, and I think you got to realize too um, that there will never be any way you can one thousand percent protect or prevent anything. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like you could even be like, "Damn, I ain't letting my dogs go with nobody ever again for no reason, no this, that, and the third. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, once again, here's the thing too. Somebody could have already done that shit, and you just didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the questions, so to say. So I think, really, just give yourself time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't feel like you got to, you know, overcompensate by, like, loving the hell out of every gay nigga. Cause, yeah, you know, yeah, trying yeah. To, I think, you know, it is what it is. I it feel like that's happen. what I was doing before. Like, I was showing heavy, like, love because I didn't want to come off as homophobic. Even though I have my own views about that shit, I try. I tried to decipher, and I still do decipher, um, you know, what I think uh, from how I interact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, you want to treat everybody with, with, with respect. Absolutely. You know, which I know you go do that. Ah, excuse me. Anyway, but yeah, I just think by and large, you know, you just gotta understand. You know, shit happens in life sometimes. Um, this, I mean, some people will get mad at me for saying this, but it's like. Well, no, nah, I guess it ain't no. It is a difference. Fuck all that. <laughs> you know, at least it was your dog and it wasn't your child. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, like in the sense God. that 
I feel like the dog will be able to separate the event and move on much yeah. easier yeah. than like the a child, child may yeah. be able to. The suffering is the suffering. You right, know, right, right. Foul regardless. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but the man. dog kind of is able to compartmentalize that shit. Yeah, or he can maybe think he was playing. He doesn't even necessarily know yeah. that he was violated, perhaps. Yeah. You know? So I'm not saying a child would either, but... I mean, I sat, I sat Hefe down and I told him, look, if something like that ever happens to you again... You need to bite the fuck out of this nigga's dick. I don't care under any Use circumstances. Them jaw, man. Do that left right shit. Exactly. Right. Like like take your fangs. Take those 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 um uh damn, what is the fucking teeth called? The The pincers, maybe? Uh, uh, the canines, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Anyways, take them shits and apply it to that nigga's dick. Apply pressure. And chomp that shit right the fuck off because we don't need none of that shit going on where niggas is raping dog. Let me ask you this. Do you think if a nigga will fuck a dog, he'll fuck a man? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just, I just want to ask that. That yeah. shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, man, I'm off that shit, bro. I, I just want to move on with my life. I'm I'm hurt, but... You know, I blocked this nigga completely um, out of my life on social media. Not That doesn't mean that he may not come up another time, but I know I said I wasn't fighting gay niggas, but I, if I see this nigga, it's on site. And it's not going to be no hate crime or nothing like that. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be straight up, you disrespected me, and you disrespected my dog, which, you know, is, is likened to my child, so... You know, you got to get, you got to get, you got to get, it's, it's got to be some type of repercussions because certain niggas feel like that they are shielded by the law in the sense that they can cry hate crime when something bad happens to them that they might have induced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, yeah, but, you know, some people are just doing fucked up shit, bro. Yeah, that's true. You know. Anyways... I want to move on to uh, what's happening over at Tesla right now. Um, if we have time, bro. Okay, I don't okay. Know if... Just let me know. Let me know. What, what's what's the what's the um, clock I think say? We had an hour and eight minutes. So. Hour and eight minutes. Yeah, Can we hit this and then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, bet. Because Ricky, I gotta make dinner and shit. Too. All right, that's a bet. Well, it 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 appears. That Elon Musk will not be the chairman of Tesla any longer. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. But uh, that deal was proposed to him on Friday, I want to say. Mm. They said no to that bitch on Saturday. And it's Tuesday. And he ain't quit yet. Well, I think I think what happened is they gave him a deal. Uh, him and his did, lawyers literally refused it. They said no. Yeah, they, they didn't accept the terms. Man. Then they gave him another deal that was double because mm. um, they won. Double like the severance? Yeah, he's going to have to pay a fine because he committed fraud. Yeah. Because he announced on Twitter that their company was going to go like private. Manipulation of stock. Right, right exactly. Basically. And that is illegal. So, <clears throat> so he's going to face a fine from the SEC. Mm-hmm. The SEC has been investing. Tesla's going to face a fine. No, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk will okay, face a fine. Cool, 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 cool. And the SEC has been um, investigating him for at least a few months now. Yeah. And, you know, they win 95% of their cases. So they, they, they offered him a deal, and 
he did not take it. And then they they doubled um, the fines that he was going to pay. Oh, for real? Yeah, but they changed the terms because they were going to say, one, you have to step down as chairman and you cannot be CEO. They don't want him to be CEO. But but he finally accepted a deal that one— Allows him to stay on the board. Yeah, that he that one, he— is not chairman anymore, so he's not chairman of the board, so, but he still gets to remain CEO for three years. And then after that three-year trial, then they're probably going to push him out. So it's just, for one, I think it's just interesting how a guy can build up a company to the likes of which it is now, and then once he just does a little slip-up, and it was kind of like an avalanche because he did— a little slip-up. I think he did that shit on purpose with the intention of frauding people. Uh, hmm. Bro, if you read anything, like do some extensive, I'm not sure how much research you have done on him right. prior to, you know, the PR, the good PR mm-hmm, that's been mm-hmm. the last two years for him. Everything I've come across says he is a perpetual fucking uh, liar. And okay, so, and this goes back to that uh, sociopath argument. Yep. No, he's, everything I've read, like, yeah, he's, he's definitely a sociopath. sociopath, like, fuck. Yeah, even watching that Joe Rogan interview, I could tell, you know, you, you can just tell from his mannerisms and yeah. shit. But, uh, not crazy sociopath. Right, right. So, and and that doesn't mean he's a bad person. But, nah, just, but it just means that um, he's gonna do what he wanna do. He yeah, gonna go feel no way. Exactly. In <laughs> some aspects, he will manipulate it by any means necessary, which mm-hmm. he deems necessary. So, okay. So you believe that he intentionally frauded um, the his investors? I think he intentionally tried to stir the pot. Mm. For what end? I can't even, you know, speculate. But I think he knew he ain't had no private, you know, shit. He knew that that shit was uh, illegal to do. He mm-hmm. knew it would affect his stock value. So why still tweet it out? That's me making, you know, several I, assumptions. I, but I believe that, okay, and yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, going straight out conjecture. But I don't believe that he thought that it would affect that his affect his stock because I feel like he is looking. Well, not necessarily that it would affect the stock, but I don't believe that. He felt like he was going to be under invest or going to be uh, punished mm-hmm. for making a tweet saying oh, that I don't think that he believed that. I didn't think he if that was going to happen. I, so that's what I'm just saying. I think he saw one set of uh, potential eventualities from that tweet, mm-hmm. and not the whole side of oh shit, the SEC tweet watching. Like, yeah, damn, I didn't put an official memo out per se. You right, because it, hey. It's, Exactly. It's kind of funny because cause I, I think he kind of views himself in, in the likes of other billionaires and all this shit. Yeah. And and maybe even the likes of President Donald Trump, whereas Trump can tweet, uh, fuck Jeff Bezos or some shit like that <laughs> and have absolutely no repercussions. Because he don't run the company, though. Like, right. But he does run other companies. I mean, he do run other big companies. So, company. so <laughs> and, and the fact that his companies are not being negative affected, and granted, he might be under um, surveillance from all these other entities and all these three-letter um, agencies. agencies and shit like that. But he's not, like, his businesses are not, like, in the in the wake of... Uh, straight turmoil where you know he cannot manage them or the people that he put in charge are going to be pushed mm-hmm. out or anything like that. So it's a so to me it, it goes down to they're specifically targeting Elon Musk for reasons that we can only speculate. Maybe it's because he might be pushing free energy and all these other things like that. But I just think it it's um <clears throat> interesting, you know, that he faces this type of backlash. Whereas 
um, maybe a Tim Cook or something like that who may tweet some shit that could be considered manipulating stocks and all this other shit and and maybe even uh uh the 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 shit that goes in the media about apple like they just got their uh what was it trillion dollar evaluation and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which you know not saying that apple ain't making bank but um a trillion dollars is a company worth that i don't know you know what i'm saying i don't know and I'm just saying I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 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 it's it's just funny how he kind of receives that backlash. Um and it, it kind of feels selective. targeted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that either. You know, just another assumption is that perhaps, you know, now in terms of he's trying to push free energy and all that, I don't think he that nigga. Mm. Um personally. I don't okay. think because I think if that was the gate, like I think that, he, t- he talks about it at least. Yeah, he talked about a whole lot of shit though. Yeah. But yeah. it's like <laughs> I, I think he's way more focused on artificial intelligence. And, you know, electric shit because that's something he can do currently and make money from. Well, he, I mean, you he's know? against artificial intelligence, though. But he literally has a company that's goal is to connect. It's called Neuralink, bro. He has a company that's whole intention is to develop the brain-computer interface. So I don't know word, how he gets that. He fucking gets. Well, yeah, right. You know, it's not like he's... So I just, he's, he's not totally against it. He might be giving warnings. He can or say he's shit, against yeah. it. I ain't saying he ain't no nigga who's telling people that you know the potentialities. But yeah, he might be that evil genius that says he's against it and, and is just like plotting on. I'm just telling you, you know, we live <laughs> in the age of double speak. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And niggas doing one thing and doing you know saying one thing, doing the other. But his company literally is designed to create an interface between computers and your brain. Right. So if you that much against it, why the fuck are you spending billions of dollars to make it, nigga? Right, you right, know yeah. Because your version is gonna be different like whatever nigga you know i'm just <laughs> stating the facts y'all can yeah. look this shit up but um i think it could also be one of those cases of you know he was put in a position to do a certain job he's getting too distracted from whatever they think that job mm-hmm, is supposed mm-hmm. to be and they're just trying to give him a little slap on the wrist they're like hey we'll start here maybe we'll kill you if you keep fucking up you know <laughs> for real yeah for real. yeah no i feel you, they, you know? I mean, and it's like maybe he's a person that they feel like they can't just outright kill right now this is what the, this is this is this is the master plan and then we can wrap it up yeah this is the master plan that i think i'll give my final hypothesis and then you can give yours i think that <clears throat> one they're they're hitting him financially, obviously, with the fines that they're doing. They actually doubled the fines when he didn't take the initial deal. Um, that shit is gangster. I just yeah. got to say, that shit is gangster. I mean, it, it, on some that's, bullying that's shit, on some extortion system. That's shit. That's a legal system. If you don't take the plea, you're going to take them years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hey, pay, Do the time, pay the fine. Exactly, hey. exactly. So, um, so, you know, that's how the SEC is rocking, you feel yeah. me? So, and so I feel like they are going to take... One, they're hitting him in his pockets where it hurts, and then they're hitting his pride by removing him from chairman and then giving him this uh, severance deal where, you know, you're CEO for three years and then we're going to pay you to get out. Once he is pushed out of Tesla, that is when they can isolate him and make him look like a deviant and make him look disruptive to um to the technological sphere in silicon valley and maybe even disruptive to national security you know to a point where where maybe his intelligence might fault him and he might be you know right now he's playing the game right now he's playing the game but when he's pushed out he has no more incentive to play the game so he might speak more freely yeah but really be on some like fuck it yeah and and this might come off as 
crazy lunatic billionaire. They can call him terrorist, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I and he he definitely has a potential to to uh, create that mantra, you know, in the uh, in the media. So, you know, I just think it's interesting, and you know, obviously, I ain't got bank like this nigga, but shit, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would do in this situation. I definitely think uh, I agree with a lot of what you just said. I think it's definitely a long term play that we're just seeing the front end of. But right. it's like you know we got a people who are listening. They really don't know. You know this is a nigga who co-founded PayPal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and we look at these different entities like PayPal disabled. You know Alex Jones' ability mm. to make money through their platform. So mm-hmm. it's like you know. And I'll just add this in. I ain't trying to like prolong this, but I saw yesterday it was very odd. Between yesterday and Sunday. I saw this string of people who was just like this censorship shit is really jumping through the gym in some aspects. There's this one dude named James Woods, or Wood, he's an actor, producer. He got kicked off of Twitter. He got suspended. They basically like, if you don't change this shit, we'll kick you off. Isn't he the guy who got fired from Disney, if I'm not Uh, mistaken, for the pedophile um, joke? Oh, that's James Gunn. Oh, James Gunn, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he made this tweet that uh, basically was like this picture of these dudes, and they were holding this sign, and it was like, we're going to make women's vote uh, count more by not showing up. And it was like, hashtag men skip um, the midterm or some shit like that. Yeah. And he just kind of put this thing. He was like, this could be fake. It's likely fake. He's like, but it could be real. Yeah. And that scares me. And they basically, they like banned the soft banned this nigga from Twitter. Damn. Um, because they, and, and they claimed they it was said because. They said sexist. Nah, they said it was um, because his tweet could be um, influencing political decisions in the election. And, um, and so I <laughs> seen that bullshit. shit. I seen somebody make. Um, I seen, too, that Kyrie Irving was made, and I'm going to use the word made to mm-hmm. retract his statement about Flat, Flat Earth. Earth. Mm. He had to complete, he had to basically call himself a dumbass idiot, apologize to teachers, talk about how he was in this space where he thought he knew everything, wow. and how he was entirely wrong. Wow. And uh, then I also saw this dude who's running for government in, um, in Texas, I want to say, who in 1990 or 95 or 94 or some was at some school up northeast. And he wrote this review of this show, this um, play, some shit that won a bunch of Tonys. But he was like, um, he didn't like it. And he was like, you know, it seems that these actresses are only chosen because of their spectacular breast and firm buttocks. <laughs> but it seemed like, it, it, to me, it came off more as like a critique. Yeah. Like they only got this role because they Like they, they just got a whole bunch way. of pretty people yeah, who but really like this can't play act. Is of and no they probably substance. suck dick. They probably suck Harvey Weinstein's dick <laughs> to get in the movie. Uh, you, you're taking it real far, but <laughs> I think he was just making the point that the play itself was not good. The yeah. story wasn't good. It was dry. This, that, and the third. But they went through the archives, you know what I'm saying, of 20, 30 years plus, and he had to put out this statement on how stupid it was, and he was completely... So what do you mind? My point really being <laughs> that I feel like... Hold on, so living, he did that back in the day. Like, he made this he review back in... He did this in 94 the, or 92. Wow, man, they really going back, And dog. they made... And he had to basically completely detract his statement and say, I don't understand why I would make such an appalling statement. No. And so my point being with Tesla or Elon Musk that I think... That he's involved and in bed. One of, I mean, we just gotta look at the money. Mm-hmm. He's involved in some super high money shit. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, him getting on Joe Rogan and, and speaking quote unquote freely, you know what I'm saying, or talking about this, that, and the third, I think it goes back. I think it's a hybrid of what we both said, you know what I'm saying, where it's like he was put in a position to play a game. Remember, before this shit popped off with Tesla, he was finna kill himself. Mm, you know, yeah. uh, like he was bankrupt. He was. In a bad place. He was he was down bad. Yeah, yeah, he was down bad, right? And so I think now I think there's something not trying to cut you off, but there's yeah. something uh to point out about really intelligent people who find themselves in a 
difficult situation socially and financially to where their will to live kind of diminishes because they feel like they're so intelligent that the place that they're in is not representative of their uh, mental fortitude and mental potential. But anyways, yeah. yeah. yeah no, that's, that's a good point. And so I, I, I think it, it's part of, you know, this is like this is like the yellow card. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and they great. Just like, All yeah, right, that's a great analogy. Fuck around, we gonna pull that, <laughs> pull red, that card red card out. out. You out the you game, done, <laughs> you know. So I think we just gotta see what happens with little Elon. Man. Exactly, he gonna be arguing with the SEC uh-huh. like a fucking Elon. soccer player. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Speaking hella languages yeah, and exactly, shit. Exactly, exactly. He gonna start speaking Afrikaans or some exactly. shit. <laughs> but I don't know. We gonna have to see though, man. But um, I'm curious what will happen with the rest of his companies. You know, after this test yeah. of shit, you know, yeah. if, if if he's removed from any of those other ones, because, you know, it's like this nigga ain't going to put all his eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. you know, or if this nigga might, you know, literally this nigga could jump shit, move to another country and start doing some shit for some other motherfuckers. Like, right, right. He could go to China, bro. They get China popping. Yeah, he really could. I mean, that's the new wave. That's I'm the new you, bro, wave. It's a whole lot of money. It's a whole lot of money. In yeah, China, and I, I read I read this thing about Alibaba trying to uh, recruit Americans to bring in American culture within their company, and then they're sending Asians to America to bring Chinese culture into America. So they're just they're they're playing both sides of the card. They also own most of the real estate in America. I was just gonna say most people don't know that. Yeah. So I mean, it, the Chinese man. Man, they're 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 bent they're on world to domination. They're dog. playing to win. You know, we're, these we're, niggas have some dynasties back in the day. Yeah, they they're like, not playing yo, no games. Exactly. They built like, a big wall. Yeah, they, they built the wall. Yeah, they, <laughs> they built that motherfucker. <laughs> Why Donald done. Trump can't even get that shit starting up? <laughs> they said your role is not great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is crazy. Yeah, so but niggas better. We we might need to start learning Mandarin, bro. Yeah, nah, no, no cap. No, no, no jokes, no, <laughs> no games. <cap>. <laughs> <ass>. <laughs> exactly, get acclimated, cause shit. Yeah. You we, once we once we start seeing uh, them them Indian uh, gas stations get swapped out with them Chinese. I'm telling you, that's bro. when you know. That's when you know it's on and popping. You see Hello Kitty up in the front. <laughs> you know it's OB, man. So we let, let's let's leave people to think about that shit, man. Yeah, exactly. I encourage you to watch this movie called Looper, bro. They mm. drop a jewel about that shit. Bet, bet. I'll Never check CIA. it out. I'll check it's it a good out. Movie Bruce Willis, um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm. It's about time travel. The Rain Man. It's a good ass movie. Bad, bad. But yeah, man. Any last words for him, dog? Um, last words. So shout out to this nigga Joe Rogan. He's doing Sober October. I am doing Sober October as well. Mm. So I have Welcome been to the party, guys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sober for. Two days now, <laughs> and my mind is racing. For real, like it, it really is like racing. Like, oh, like man. I, I kind of feel like I'm fucking talking like Ben Shapiro or some shit. Ah. But, um, but you know, I'm doing it because one, just you know, to say that I can do that shit and, and all this other shit. But yeah. also because I know marijuana suspends your REM sleep, and I want to see. Oh, you gonna be dreaming out this yeah, world, bro. exactly, and. And I, I had my first dream yesterday. I've been updating people on social media. So if you want to see uh, the what the saga. fuck is going on with my dream and in my dream state, you can check me out on Instagram, uh, Keaton Mac 1995 or on Snapchat, uh, the true Keaton. 
and Twitter is the same as the Instagram. I'll give you a snippet of my first dream, though. It has something to do with a whole bunch of fiends trying to get me hooked on heroin. So if you want to hear the story, check out my Snapchat. Check out um, my motherfucking Instagram story. And that's it. Love it, man. Um, Yeah, so I've been on some sober shit for... Months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Happy sober October. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and uh, September and but, August. But I'm with the, I'm with the movement, man. I think it's good just for balance in any instance, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, can't let yourself fall too far to one side, man. Mm-hmm. Just like you can't become overly lateralized in the mind. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. I don't really got shit to say um, else, you know, because we were just on this podcast talking. But uh, I don't got nothing to plug right this second when I do. I'm going to holler at y'all. Um, but yeah, man. Thank y'all for listening. Oh, actually, I do. Just going to show some thought outs real quick. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, the beautiful Ricky Deonto. I love you. Shout out. Um, hey, the Career Center. <laughs> they hey. joined for a second. Um, this definitely is not Career Center friendly, but shout <laughs> out to everybody there. Uh, shout out Douglas. Douglas was the star of this live chat. Uh, he was going in. Shout out uh, Mike. That nigga was showing love. Shout out. Uh, my boy Jared from Back Home. Was Stephen good. Payne. Uh, he took some crazy photos, bro. People are gonna be fucking with the photos when I put them up eventually, bro. Um, shout out Noah. We used to trap knives together. Swag. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah. And uh, go brazy and uh, made darker. Yeah. Mm. Hell yeah, man. Shout out. Peace and blessings to everybody, man. It's been the Black Elephant World podcast. Uh, last live streams episode should be up tomorrow. Uh, so. We'll update y'all on that, and, uh, yeah. Sauce! Nah, 